This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up woman. This podcast is brought to you by law firm Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. By the way, for a more interactive experience, listen to this podcast on an app called Entail. E-N-T-A-L-E. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm absolutely fine. But on my way here, I got splashed by a bus covered in muddy water. And I feel like I've just been, oh, I need a bath. But I couldn't come here and take my clothes off and wash it. Yes, you could. So, I know. And I've <laughs> seen before the delights that would be on offer. Can I just say that that was 25, 30 years ago, Giles? I'm sure those delights have only improved. But can I just add and that I've, I've also seen you with no clothes on? Have you? Yeah. Well, I've been in bed with you. Yeah. So hey. well, we went on the sleepover. Really? Um, and Emily just threw her clothes off and she said, I'm really sorry, I just take, I, I'm, I have no problem with being naked, I just take my clothes off. She's a went, very naked person. And I went, okay, fine. Anyway, I, I just reassure everyone that I'm actually fully clothed right now, but I am muddy. Uh, I'm Annabelle, and I'm absolutely fine, but um, I've been awake since before I was born. And my insomnia is back, and I'm being held together by dry shampoo, CBD oil, and insanity, so don't expect too much from me today. Anyway, why have one Corin when you can have two? Giles, well, he's becoming something of an institution, a brilliant, controversial, neurotic institution. Columnist, broadcaster, and all-round sensation, but is he as scary as his writing suggests? Yes! <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Esther is a journalist and an influencer with a dangerously addictive blog, and my, my bank account can attest to that, and a fresh, honest, and fully hilarious point of view. Together, because amazingly, they are still together, they have a hit podcast, Giles Corin Has No Idea, in which Esther helps Giles decide what to write in his Times column. And then they have a row. And who doesn't love listening to a row? Hopefully they'll have one today. Funny and furious, no wonder we are all completely compelled. Uh, hello, I'm Esther and I'm absolutely fine. But um, I didn't really realise how much hard work my kittens were going to be before I bought them. And they're actually really, really hard work. And I know that sounds like complaining that your diamond shoes are too tight, but they actually are really, really hard work. But other than that, I'm absolutely fine. I'm Giles and I'm absolutely fine except my wife Esther had to go to the dentist, had to go at nine o'clock on a Monday morning which is a day when I write a column which are not the days that I most want to drive the kids to school, the fucking Hampton Garden suburb because the local council didn't let my children into the primary school because local poshos rented flats above the pizza shop so we have to go private so I have to drive so I get stuck on the North Circular come back late to find six plumbers in my house charging me 9,000 quid to do a new boiler the two uh, builders in the in the bathroom on the same floor just angling past to fit a piece of corian which is warped which is a bathroom that hasn't been done for three months and I still hadn't done my column and then to find the bins haven't been put out so I then had to cross the road with two bins empty it into the big bins at the council flat because that's what I pay my local taxes for come back be berated by a woman who said that I abused her daughter on Twitter 10 years ago, <laughs> which gave me enough material to write the column about. So I wrote the column only for the old woman to come back and apologise, which means I can't put it in the column. So I'm still basically haven't even started my day. And now you want me to do what? 
Uh, talk about your marriage. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) Compared with all that, our marriage is fine. You see, we never talk about marriage or babies on the medal. So this is a a deviation, but it's all framed in divorce. So that's all right, isn't it? Mm. Exactly. We just want to hear about the rows. Yeah, that's fine. I actually, I have been wanting to do a thing on the spike for a long time about divorce, but every time I sit down with my questions and my wonderful lawyer readers who write in and go, yes, 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 I will help you with your piece about divorce. Giles and I have a row that is so huge that I think I can't write this. Bit because close to the bone. He's going to think that I want to get a divorce, which I don't. I've spoken but, yeah. to so many lawyers over the years for, through through journalism that I'm actually, Chris could never divorce me because I because I have whatever you're, that you're, prior thing. Yeah, you're so three steps ahead. Just in case the listeners don't know, the moment you even, you know, gone eyeball to eyeball with a lawyer, I don't know if emails and phone calls count, then your husband or wife can then not consult them on their divorce. I'm yeah, also true. worrying that Emily's labouring under the illusion that because she's friends with lawyers, they'll give their services for free. No. No, they'll just, they, they, they've I made friends that. with you so they can charge you double. It's a relief to be with you because um, everyone says you, you must never listen to Emily when she talks about her marriage Sorry. because when her phone rings it could be her husband who she saw 20 minutes earlier at home and she answers it she says hello beautiful and then she says I love oh, you fuck, five I would times anything for some of that <laughs> I don't phone my wife but I try to not I feel like phoning and I don't because she, she she would it might be intruding and she never ever phones me uh, well, it might be intruding she that answers, yes, is what? mystery Esther has retained her mystery do I yeah too much mystery I don't know (laughs) sounds good to me how did you meet go on it's boring you tell it is it (laughs) why are you giving her this is an opportunity for you to talk for a long time without me interrupting so that I sound like a good husband because the worst thing about our podcast is that all that happens is you start talking okay. and I tell you, you tell. I, uh, it wasn't like that at all. I had... <laughs> Go on. I, uh, we, we'd met a few times before we actually got together um, because I was a... Young, much younger woman. Much younger woman. I was a much younger journalist as well. And um, I was working at the Times magazine as just a receptionist answering the phone. And then... And obviously I thought Giles was amazing and in my previous job I had cut out his I did the photocopying in my previous job and I had sort of cut out his columns and sort of stick them to the wall above the photocopier along with some other you know sort of pictures funny pictures and stuff me Keanu yeah um, Richard Gere Gere in Patrick Swayze Uh, (laughs) he's not it's really a thing for you Patrick Swayze there was a moment Patrick Swayze yeah there was a moment there was dancing you had to be a 12 year old girl and point break and um, squishy face and big hair point break it was then Keanu yeah, I no. know. He had something though. I like him in Roadhouse where he just beats people up. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, but they're, they're so, so I, and then my sister got married to one of Giles's friends. So Alexander he became unavoidable. Archer. So, and I thought, aha. And being oh, a so young, you a, shameless. He had a crush. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, for many, many, many you, years. Did you know? No, 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 at all, but I assumed. So, so, uh, back so to me. your sister um, yes. married so, my sister so, so I thought, right, this is a legitimate excuse for me to hit up Giles for um, career advice slash please take me out for lunch. And Giles was so nice and he was so nice in his email and he gave me advice that I give to everyone, which is just hang in there, hang on, hang in. Everyone wants to be a journalist. If you hang on longer than anyone else, eventually all the suckers will clear out and you'll be the last one standing and you will get the job. Did I say that? Yep. 
And then, Didn't and also... Wait, wait, since when? You have flaked every single <laughs> job you've ever had at the first sign of trouble. And then, when I was working on reception, because Giles got a huge amount of post, got an enormous amount of post, and would come in with huge stacks of post and press releases and women's underwear and, I'm assuming, in, in envelopes. And whenever I would ring to say, I've got to send you your post and you've got so much post, I have to send a parcel van. And I would have a little chat on the phone with him. And he was always so... Because most people would... Most people, when you're little and junior like that, they look at you like is a chair just spoke or something, and they just. But Giles would say so, or something, and make a little joke and try. It would like make the effort to sort of make me laugh, even though it wasn't it wasn't a flirty thing. He was just he was just nice. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, you're really nice. And I had the slightly weird thing of sending. It's only weird now. I think about it now. I used to send him his posts to the address that I live at now. Which is quite weird. That so is weird. I knew, and when we were on our so first date, he house. said, I'll give well, you my address. And I said, no, I know ready where you for marriage at 24. I had the house, but it used to freak. I, I, I had this house that we're in now, bought when I was, good old days, like when I was 30, when houses didn't cost very much. And um, yeah, it, the odd girl would get a bit freaked out if I met them at a party and uh, had a few drinks and go and come back to mine and walk into it. It's not that bit, but it's quite it's weird. It's a family if house. If you're a 30 year old bloke and you walk in and there's this yeah. th- this whole house and which bedroom shall we go Giles, in? when I first came into this house and Giles, you know, when we first got together, Giles would say, you know, previous girlfriends had been a bit sort of weirded out by the fact that I bought this house with, you know, another girlfriend and I've lived in it with another girlfriend and, you know, does that bother me? We, you know, we can buy a new house. A new house. I was like, well, they're not here now, are they? Yeah, I don't no, care. I'll just throw everything away and paint it a different colour. <laughs> Job's a mighty fine one. Well, this was the, I bought this house with a girl that I thought I was going to marry and she moved out like two weeks later. Who's now sort of my best friend. It's was that the solicitor? No, no. Was there she comes later. One. One. Oh, she okay. comes She's a barrister. Yeah. Although we could call her a solicitor so that yeah. people can't identify Rachel <laughs> Oakshot as. Uh, so, how did these cozy yeah. little chats turn into. Right, and then I, I sort of nagged story. him again, and then we went and had lunch, but you were going out with someone else. And then um, I wrote that thing about you in the Evening Standard, and you threatened to sue us. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you write? I was angry because he just got engaged to someone else, and I was oh, so angry about Giles. it. You got to go to someone else. I was really furious, so I gave a story to the Evening Standard, and Giles got rang up. between you at that point? Nothing. So that was f- like fully mad. So it was me just being fully mad. You were like totally, done. totally related, completely yeah. nuts. Yeah. And I was like, right, get engaged. Not someone else to stand with you. On. I'm going to put, <laughs> yeah, play like, a mean I'm story so about personally. you in, <laughs> in the paper. Anyway, so they got engaged, and I was really crushed oh. you called everyone and it was really did scary you, did you yeah. do one of those things where i know everybody i'm gonna call everybody yeah he went yeah. nuts and so that happened and then i was sort of heartbro- oh, not heartbroken because we weren't really i just felt i was crushed you know i just thought oh god i really thought i was in with someone, a chance yeah, someone else is marrying my someone husband. else is marrying my husband this is really annoying and then about i mean like six months later you broke up didn't you yeah it was quite quick and then my sister rang and she said right Giles is single. I went, what? And she went, Giles is single and he's going to Imogen's, Imogen Edmonds Jones was, ha- was having a party for her new book, Beach Babylon. At Beach Blanket Babylon. At Beach Blanket Babylon. Yes, Notting Hill. And my sister said, uh, I can't go because I've got a headache. Zander is going, go and wear a dress. Don't wear that black jersey thing. Well, that you what wore, was it my one, It was my one dress I wore everywhere. And she was like, don't wear that. Don't well, wear that. Because black- seen it. No, 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 because she said, because it was ugly. Oh. <laughs> um, she said, don't wear that black jersey thing. Had, you, went, had okay. you noticed her at this point? No. <laughs> Not really into redheads. Oh. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Had I, I don't really know, had I? No, you don't notice anything unless it's in your house. <laughs> so did you place him, place yourself under his nose at that point? Oh, yeah. Literally. Yeah. I, thought, I thought, right. Oh, the black jersey thing. <laughs> 
I picked it out of the wash basket and put it on and went, this is my only dress. What and I you got there and we got drunk and we had a snog, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. And then how long between that and getting married? Uh, two years, three weeks. I think. Had it been up to Giles, it would have been three weeks. Uh, but he kept on giving me these... So once you noticed her... No, no, like no. I, I just was so desperate to get married. Yeah. I had this empty house really that I desperate. needed to fill. Yeah. And so she knew that. So I split up with Rachel and then Esther and I... We, she wouldn't have sex until the third date or something which I, I had thought, taken advice which I friend. thought was, I thought that meant that she was kind of shy and didn't really put it out there it's just because she thought this time I'm going to not fuck him on the yeah. first day it was literally I was an experiment and that's always when you get married I was an experiment in what happens took, yeah. if you don't shag so I didn't and we got and then, married and then she said she said to me uh you can't like a Jane Austen heroine like, like literally setting up a novel or some shit yeah. rom-com she said you can't propose for two years until we've been together for two years because because what Giles does is propose after four months and, right. and also, you were probably 25. Routinely, I did. So I was you've 20, already been engaged a few times, so Giles. Yeah, young. You've been engaged no, twice. A couple of times. <laughs> both times. To, one, one time, both times to try and solve a row. Oh, fuck okay. it. Okay, will you marry me? And then it stops him crying. Uh, but then you've got to push through. Although I yes. hadn't previously. And this, and, and then, so that happened. And then two years went by. And then she started to get in a bad mood. Yeah. Because cool. she was wondering, oh. when where I said it? not, she yes. meant, yeah. Where is it? Yeah. So, so wait, where wrong finger, where is it? Were you living in this house by then? Oh, yeah, no, yes. I'd really, I'd done it all wrong. Here I am, I'm living in the yeah, house. Exactly. I'm in the house, and also I've got no job, ladies and gentlemen, because oh. I chucked in my job. Because all women who go out with me chuck in their job. Okay? Do they? Because well, generally speaking, I go out. Is that with because girls you're who... a bottomless pit of need? So there's no time. How did he propose? Ten. Was this, or was this too much he detail? He proposed very... Oh, terrible. I said, um, I said to Giles, you've got to ask my dad if you want to marry me. Oh, yeah. And so Giles went, I had to ask, ask my dad. had to ask the dad first without asked asking dad, her. Without oh. asking me. Asked my dad and then asked me to marry him. We went on holiday to Morocco. But there were long delays in the asking him because I felt yeah. that I, I had to be dressed right because I didn't want to do it on a day when I was like in shorts or something. Like, Even way, though my dad's permanently just in like... Yeah, and in the end he was in his jogging bottoms and yeah. putting out the bins. Mm. <laughs> He was really touched. He was really touched. He, he was, was so good. he was really touched. It was it was the right thing to do. Anyway, and then we went on holiday. You've got how many sisters? Three. And have all the husbands asked your dad? I don't think so. No, ah. That's why I'm the favourite. I was about yes. to say, are you the favourite? Yeah. Bit of direction. Some people are just better. Well, some people, you know, no one's got ESP. You've got to tell people what you want, basically. I want you to ask my dad. Anyway. And then we went we went to Morocco, but obviously being a journalist, I was a freebie. Yeah. Uh, and so obviously being a freebie, the place wasn't really finished. It wasn't finished. So it was in the Atlas Mountains or somewhere, just a hotbed of terrorism with no running water. Yeah. And, the, and a shower that drained really into that. the bedroom because it yeah, was Yeah, but the shower was, was like sort of up in the middle and it sort of drained out to the side. You know, Greek nice. plumbing? Yeah. It's like Moroccan plumbing is Greek plumbing squared. It was yeah. just horrifying. Just everything like, like that, angle like that. So you're in a sort of open sewer on we one end. We were in an open sewer, exactly. And, like... and, we, and we, we, we were having dinner and we were having dinner and then I said... I think I said, what would you say if you asked me to marry? I said something like no, that. No, no, you said, should we get married? Should we get married? And you said... I went, what, really? And then, so how long How long ago was that? That was 10 years ago. So I think it's 10 years next year. 10 years in it. 10 years next year, yeah. What have been the lowest points, the times where... And also, have they happened at the same time? <laughs> I would say that the lowest points were when the children were really small. Mm. And I think most people would probably say that because it's, yeah, I mean, do I need to say more? It's just a nightmare. And were you working? A bit, not really. I think that's no, massively freelance worse. Freelance sort of journalist. You're sort of, sort of not... stuck oh, yeah, with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sort of stuck with it. And also... It depends what you mean by a low point. <laughs> I mean, I, I have, for the first uh, 
six years of our marriage, I was in analysis four days a week. Mm. Um, so I think there was probably, if you did a graph, I mean, the, the marriage was basically always fine, but the longer I was in analysis, the less frequent my mad rages were. <laughs> but they were, it, was, it was all already fine. It was largely to do with historical problems I'd had before Esther and relationship problems and, and kind of mad shouting and screaming. And, the, and it, it, it took six years of analysis for me to realise it was the girls who were mad, not me. Right. But, uh, but there was no doubt that you, Esther, th- I, I, I wanted to stop analysis for, for a long time. I was just fed up with it. And Esther sort of made me keep on going, clearly feeling that it was, she <laughs> I needed this. I think you should keep going, Josh. Mm. I think, no, I think you should keep going. But it was a huge time commitment and you didn't like it. I didn't and... like it, but there was this third person that was sort of helping. And it was quite useful because a, a, a therapist, and an, an analyst in this case, you know, is a, is a person for a man or a woman, but in this case a man, to, to drop all his baggage on. Because they don't really speak, do they, Analysts? Not really. But they, and, and not wives, if they know their place. I know, you, you, you drop your baggage on this person who doesn't speak rather than drop it on a person like Esther who wants yeah. to tell you back and say, and, you know, and it, it's very particular. There was a stand-up comedy routine, I remember, some, a female comedian, I can't remember who, talking about, um, you get married, you know, I've got a lot of baggage when I meet a man and, uh, and I go, da, 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 and there's this and, da, 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 and he's not that interested. Men always arrive and they appear to have no baggage and everything's fine for six weeks. And then you look out of the window one morning and seven juggernauts have I arrived and they go, joke. this is my, that's the baggage, Hello. you know, and it was, it was absolutely true. And the point was for a mm. long time, I did drop my baggage on. So I've got this sexy new younger girlfriend that everything's going fine she doesn't really need to know about all my previous no. relationship problems and my problems with my mother and my problems with my father and my problems with boarding school and my problems with sex and my problems with you know it'd be good if she knew about your problems with sex but, they, yeah. that, they, they, he they, does, literally doesn't have any problems with sex he's just making it up um, but that, I think also the relationship I have no is, problems with erectile dysfunction oh, that's fine Yes, fine. Okay. That's okay. the bits afterwards. I'm not right. sure about. Um, I think it's always good as well because you, what you don't want is the is the other person to be the person who has to fix you. I think that's the the key, yes. isn't it? Because you can't. Exactly my my analyst said. had it as a, is it like a crutch or a plug. Yeah. Although that was a bit of a. a where does this plug go? Surely a butt plug. What are you saying about my wife? Um, although an- analysis. And they, exactly, like as opposed to the rapist. Yes, isn't exactly. It? That's another. Um, the, the, think, yeah, I think that the 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 period before you were back to your analyst and I also went to see a therapist that was probably well we had a we had a, we had a uh, I think it's really hard if one person goes into therapy yeah and the other one doesn't yeah. she, did, she didn't one really need it she doesn't still. really need it I mean she was I enjoy it and I go faithfully but because I feel like you do it and I don't want you to feel like you're mad I mean I've got problems too but that's why I only go once a fortnight though and you go once a week yeah, I mean, it's now I, I stopped going. Then we had a sort of bit slightly bitty bobbly marital period, and we started going to see someone rather than go and see. I was up for going to see marriage counsellor. You see, I think that if you go and see a marriage counsellor, you just have to fight. They encourage you to fight in front of them, and then they kick you out into the street, and you have to deal with all these terrible things you've said to each other. And it just becomes a sort of exit strategy. Esther and thinks it's you're awful. just looking for a referee for your round. Yes, and yeah. I have been yes. in, in. I've had relationship counselling before. With a different person who was the, the, the counselor should have just said she's mad, leave her. Uh, they never do. But <laughs> I'm glad to. But 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 S is quite right. There is a ref. I wanted to go and have you, you want to have a fight, 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 and go look, 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 look how mad, mad he is. Look yeah. how mad he is. Look, see, look. see, see. Yeah, yeah no. and that's not cool. And that's when it starts becoming you know, no, you're mad, no, you're mad, no, you're mad. And it's and 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 the, and the, and the fact is that everybody's mad. I agree. Everybody's mad. Everybody's mad because marriage is difficult and children are dementing and n- there's no help and it's like a nightmare. So, but and I always think that everyone needs to go away and work on themselves. And Giles goes and tells his analyst 
his stuff and I go and see my therapist and say this is this is my stuff and sometimes I just talk about my it's kids it's a bit like the unsent letter yeah exactly you know Very write much, it yeah. down put all the shit down on paper and never send it but she I just want also, to read it also... and I want to see her unsent letter and I want because there's it, actually I don't think about it now particularly but there is a bit if your partner's going to see a therapist what's she what saying are, what are you saying what mm. is she saying my, my my analysis is my mother couldn't handle it she just yeah. not knowing that much about things just assumed that I was um, talking about uh, how, uh, how uh, you know evil things that my mother did uh, and that's the assumption that parents will often make and parents will, and say and, and partners can I haven't thought about it that much recently but mm. I was thinking like, slightly what is she confessing to could I bug her in some way and find out no, mine was more just, you know, we had both we had both kind of ground our way into these kind of endlessly repeating patterns of behaviour, I think. And I was, you know, not, you know, the way that we reacted to each other was just ping pong, ping pong, ping. And it's the same and over and over again. And we just needed to kind of jerk ourselves out of those patterns of behaviour. And sometimes, you know, you can be a little, you take up quite a lot of space in a in a room and in in a in any relationship and i i just thought if i made myself smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller then it would be better because then you could take up more and more room and that would be fine but this is the kind of thing you say to your analyst fair enough no this is the kind of thing well, she's, she's not you an find analyst. out after you've been there yeah but then she sort of says it to me and or like you know you just kind of talk your way around it and actually that's not good for anyone it's not good for you to just kind of be as you know be like that and it's not good for, for and it's not good for you for me to just be kind of small in the corner going yes okay yes whatever whatever it, what we have to do is for me say well actually I don't but it was you know it was about finding the words to talk to you about the things I didn't want you to do or the things I did want you to do that weren't going to piss you off I'm not very good at that because I'm quite I'm quite brutal and when we do have rows it's normally because I've said oh fuck's sake Giles just get on with it or something mm. which you really really don't like and or, or you've said something to me in a way that I don't really like. And it's about finding the, your words to talk to the other one that, that's going to get you what you want without pissing the other one off. And I didn't have any words anymore by the time we got to our slightly dark place. I didn't know how to say, I want you to stop doing this or I want you to start doing this or I need this or you need that. I mean, because we want, you know, you just want to be together. This is one of the things. So this weekend just gone. <laughs> You're doing your scared. No, 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 no. You, you didn't in your sense. Are you, you, no, you, just, just you the, just, my husband ridiculously wants us to be together all the time. No, but this is, no, but this is, this is, let, let's talk about this, darling, because this is, a, this is, um, we can workshop this. It doesn't matter how badass and cool you are. Quite often, as a woman, you will, you will just kind of say, say, if I can just fold myself up yeah. to be really, really, really small, yeah. then I can just fit into this pocket and no one, you know, the role, the role of the woman and the mum is to make sure everyone else is okay. Yeah. And I've definitely like taken but then that on. The thing that one, but one, I'm not very good at it. So no. It's the problem <laughs> because I'm normally the one going, can everyone just shut up and go away, you know? <laughs> Which always makes me feel included amongst the children and the cats as part of the problem. Yes. Which is uh, a thing but which recently, no husband likes, but no. it's a thing so that we example, all have to put up with. For example, this weekend, I said, I actually, I just want to, I just want to have two hours just with... You, when did you say that? This weekend, when you took the kids to the zoo. No, that wasn't. That was me wanting to take the kids to the zoo. I didn't want to be on my own here in the house. Yeah. So it, when it comes to, it's a rainy day and one, we've got to go to Boring London Zoo, Esther sort of, well, I'll take them to the zoo. My feeling is I don't want to be left alone in the house with nothing. Esther would dream of being left alone in the house exactly. so she can have the time to, well, I don't I'm know, what would to I do? I, I, to bed. I'm trying to do a loving thing. I'm saying what I really want is two hours on my own 
in total silence. So I'll give you so two I hours. Want, I'm going to give it to you. Yes. And Giles going, but Giles hears, you're abandoning me yeah. because, in brackets, because you hate me. Um, that's not what I want. So, and, and it's, What I would like is time with my wife without the children. That's a separate comment. That is... A separate you said we could work it through. Well, you're, you're, you're I can work workshop this now. We can okay, workshop no. that. We can work How often the... do you get to go away without your kids? Zero. Right, okay, that's not good. We have no childcare. No, zero. Connell had offered me uh, a suite, the whole of the top floor, to write a piece about bogs for some luxury magazine. Go, okay, great, you can have the, the Connell for a night. So, and I said to Esther, we could, we could just go to the Connell for a night, just us. And, and any time, and I said no very nicely. I she said no I very nicely. She down. would not spend a night with me in a hotel at any time Who's ever. Who's going to the children? Where are they going to go? <laughs> but this is so. This point is, there is not a, but there's until not a when? Or I thought we'd start having time together we'll again. We'll take your children. I'll take your children. She they doesn't want to hear that. Esther Emily doesn't... will take your children to avoid having to leave her children because she's and her <laughs> husband have had about three nights away in ten years. Wow. And people all tell me that's the thing you have to do for the sake of your marriage. But Esther tells me that we're different. We don't need uh, No, I don't tell you we're different. You we I, no, I did not say we're different. I said, who's going to look after the children? I, I, feel, like, I feel like I should get your T-shirt. I feel like I should move in for the weekend <laughs> with okay. mine. Um, you want a, you a T-shirt? We'll all move in here. We can move in and just take care of your kids. Yeah. How bad can they be? I cannot go away. Go. I cannot go away leaving my children with someone where I think they're not going to be having a nice having time. Having a nice time. Yeah, I totally understand. I that. can't just. I. I, I so know had... women. I know women who go. Oh, they're with me. They're in-laws. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going. I'm going to get right. Get me a tequila. I'm not. I not because I'm a better person. I wish I could be <clears> a bit more. Thing. No, I completely just can't live with it. When, when yeah. we've been away, we went too long. We went to for. Five days once yeah, last year, and 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 it was just we just thought about you know everyone else was there having an amazing time, and it was amazing. But we but were there just are people who sad culturally leave their children. Yes, they do. Yes, yes they do. That's just they the, do. that's the context they in probably, which they live. They yeah. probably left themselves as children with a nanny, and it was just fine. We don't have a nanny. And where do your children in the house? Where do they sleep in relation to your you and your husband? Well, this funny you should say that, but it's basically in our house. It is musical beds. So on Saturday night, I slept with the 10-year-old, the 8-year-old slept up by herself, and Chris slept downstairs on the you're, sofa. Because you're, you're, you're more fucked than we are. And in many, <laughs> by which I mean less fucked than we are. I, I Isn't mean, it so nice to meet people who have the same level I of love dis- being with my children all the time, but I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's, I do, I, I choose my life to be like that. And I find, I, although... To Esther's a certain all, extent that we all design our lives and then we all pay for it. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that's true. You know, the little fuckers you, better be grateful. Yeah. All <laughs> they I won't of course, be. they're not going to be. What no. is it? They, they, first of all, you judge, then you rarely do you forgive, kind of. That's all the, of that. Yeah. Has the nature of your rouse changed as you sort of have had children and gone through therapy? Has it gone worse and then better? And yeah, do you find I resolution think, easier now? Uh, yeah, de- oh, sorry. What do you, well, I don't want to speak for you. You normally do. Yeah. Uh, I would think, <laughs> no, it's, you know, it, it is, I, our rouse, they're not that horrible. We've had horrible rouse. Well, not, yeah, not that, I've had much more horrible rouse with other people. That well, Our rouse are not for me. So yeah. what often we'd have rouse, and for, for Esther has always had, Boyfriends who were basically tall, fair-haired, very British, wide-bottomed, cold. The, the, the detail I remember <laughs> was that they would never. Woman she was ne- cold bottoms. She was never allowed in when they were in the bath. Uh, was the thing that I remember. I was, and I would walk around naked, and she found that a bit strange. And things like that. not like the bloke in Sex and the City, which I know you all yeah. immediately refer. I didn't sit with my sort of shitty ass on her white sofas or anything. Okay, but good. no, the point was is that she. I think she well, they were your white sofas. They yeah, were exactly. my white. She didn't really. I think what I mean is, is we'd have. She came from this. The, the, the her family are not particularly emotive. Mine just fucking rowed and fought all the time. Her. It seemed to me that her previous relationships were. They didn't tend to be 
that sort of it didn't seem to have rows particularly and then we would have rows and i thought we basically didn't row because we'd have a couple and she thought it was like annie hall how often she do you row she'd go i would go hardly ever twice a month she'd go all the time <laughs> twice a month uh and and then and the rows were sometimes it was mostly at my end really to begin with almost entirely at my end, would go a bit mental i i, I would, just because that's how you fought and i would just get very very and i don't that doesn't really happen anymore well, there is always, there's a lid on our rows because there's only so crackers you can go with kids in the house. Yeah. So And they really hate it, the kids. They the, really, you know. really, really hate it. I mean, obviously, obviously they hate it. And and also, I think that now we're, but now we're, we both go and see our yeah. shrinks. I mm. think we don't, we don't rouse much. I don't and know I know, much and, and I feel like I've stopped pushing your buttons as well. I think that... I've stopped... Yeah, I mean... No, you haven't stopped having buttons, darling. <laughs> I've stopped... I have stopped pushing your buttons. I've stopped saying things it, on purpose to you. did it you one are. or two... You've done it a bit recently. I can't... Like I can never remember... Every give time me, I say me, anything... Give me, she, give no, me eight no, examples. Ah, that's what she always says. Give the me list. eight examples. Eight. Eight's a lot. Give me eight silly. examples. I give you eight you examples. You can't even give me one example, let alone eight. I love that. I'm going to do that. Give me eight examples. To your children. Give me eight examples. Give me eight examples of when we didn't have sex, for example, is one she'll say. And I go, well, there was last week and the week before the week before. Going back eight weeks. There we are. There's eight examples. I was led to believe, I, they sold me this, I was said, led to believe that when the kids were like, yeah, we're not having sex now because they're little one, two, three, then they go, it'll be, and then they're four, five, six, seven, eight. And I wonder when is the bit, I can't have sex because I'm worrying about my children in their first job. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm worried about my children because they're on their gap yard. Yeah, I will so somehow in make it convincing. Eight months, so, so we yeah. can't have any sex. Absolutely no yeah. sex. That's the trouble, isn't it? If you go on holiday together, you have absolutely no that's a choice. But that's please, right. please, 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 do not get sucked into my husband's claim of bed death. Okay, it's it's it's. I'm not saying what, but no. Yeah. Do you have any what? Okay, tips for if not a, a, tips for a happy marriage or tips for a continuing marriage? Because I think marriages from where I'm sitting look like a fucking miracle. Mm. Yes, I yes they so do. So what 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 are tips for survival, Charles? Oh, I should have to think of something p- p- pithy and witty. Shall I start and then you can just interrupt? You can build, I up, think, you can build up ahead of steam. I think, number one, I think, number one, I think you have to, to stay married, you have to want to stay married. That's all it is. You have to just think, I, yes, fine, it's a bit tricky and this isn't the thing, but I'm married because I want to be married. And I really, really want to be married. And I also really, really want to be married to Giles. I wouldn't want to really be married to lots of other people. I really but just. I can never separate to what yeah. extent that was that's called from. That's not interrupting. That's waiting for you to finish your point and then coming back and okay. saying yes. But uh, I mean, there was a lo- there's a local builder around here called Dick who, who who wasn't much of a builder, but he was a wise old fellow. And um, and I was breaking up with yet another. Uh, girlfriend and I know he, when I broke up when I had rows with girlfriends and they would throw things at me and it would smash make holes in the plaster I would, I'd call up Dick and say you know can you come around and Chloe's been smashing things again and he would plaster it up and so I got him around to do some plastering once and he, he came to me and he said oh, who's, who's left you this time I said actually no I just needed some plastering doing and he'd been married for 40 or 50 years and he said the mistake everybody makes with getting married is they think it's all about falling in love it's all about passion it's not it's about companionship um, and you know, and he had this munter of a wife. Actually, we, have, could we go back Sorry, and read it. No, no, he just had a wife. I just thought, gosh, I suppose it must be. And I could never really see what he meant because I wouldn't, you know, I, I felt that, that wasn't the focus then. It wasn't, but it's actually true. You know, it's, it's actually true. So, and Esther and I are, uh, this is about companionship, and we are sort of uh, well suited and see the world in the same way, and our best friends uh, in a way which I haven't always necessarily been with. Um, 
But she thinks that that means I don't want to fuck her. Which <laughs> <laughs> what? She's not making that face. I, no, no, Does no. I, no, 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 she doesn't. No, she is well. It's like living with Pepe Le Pew. I'm very, very, very aware of what Giles would like to do. At all times. At all times. You house to yourselves all day when the kids are at school. I mean, you must be. Except that she's no. sitting out to an office again. because she's... Maybe she's paying the plumbers to be just be around so that. Because <laughs> we can't, darling. The plumbers I'm are not, here. I'm not, but that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> That's the, oh, wait a minute. Wait. So the bathroom, which would take any normal builder two weeks and has taken three and a half months. No, Esther's giving them bungs. You're literally being cock stop blocked. I'm being cock blocked by, yeah. yeah. Cock, cock by the cock stop. No, I go to an office now. She made me go to an office. Last time, <laughs> last time she literally physically rented the office and then sort of drove me up there. <laughs> and said, here yeah. you go. Here you go. go. Well, no, because we can't have sex after four o'clock because the kids are in the house. So as long as I'm out of the house, after I do and do school, pick up and go straight to work. There's no literally. No window. No window at all. No. And she yeah. knows that because I'm an older dad, we got, we had kids when I was, well, we got married when I was 40. Uh, 41 and then we had kids when I was 42 and 44 whatever it is she knows that by the time the kids leave the house I'll be 70 so I won't be able to anymore so the, the, the moment there'll be no empty syndrome and then I'll just have massive erectile dysfunction uh, and it'll be over anyway yeah what was your other tip you had another tip, tip. yes <laughs> When I say massive erectile oh. dysfunction, I've tried to make it sound it's sort of manly <laughs> it's teeny tiny erectile dysfunction my erectile dysfunction is bigger than so yours big. <clears throat> my second tip is if you are thinking about getting outside help is to do it separately and not together. Because I think ongoing therapy for a single person is probably cheaper than couples therapy, which is like sort of 400 quid a go or something. It is four no, times the price of a single. Ridiculous. And I don't understand why and you're I already under that, enough pressure. Uh, exactly. And I, exactly. You know, I, who could afford Wait, that? Wait, you go and see a therapist who's normally 70 quid and there are yeah. two of you and they say that's 250 that's, quid, Yes, please. exactly. Because I mean, I think because refereeing marital rows is so terrible. I think it just miserable. Yeah, miserable. Spend your time. So, and I think that everybody still needs cheaper than this plumber. Needs to work <laughs> yeah, on. But now we know where the plumber's here. Maybe the plumber can do. Yes, yeah, true. Yes. So work on yourself, and bring your best self to your marriage. Our podcast is is good. It's a version of our best selves because. Uh, we have to try and amuse each other. It is a form of ther- therapy. It is. A, yes. It is. It is. We are sitting there. We have our our, our producer Ben sits at the head of the table, and we talk. And we have. You and know, he hates it when mummy and daddy fight. Yes, exactly. He really, <laughs> really, so, really. And we hates talk about it. things, and we can talk about, and you talk about them in a tiny bit of code, but you talk about real things. I envisaged it. The thing you were saying about the rows. I envisaged Esther envisaged it very much as seriously about columns. It's about columns about subjects in the news, and I saw it as a Trojan horse to get domestic stuff in yes. and, and rouse and we it's a psychodrama isn't that's it what I, that's what I think and I think that's what people want and I think people want the different like a balance between the two but Esther would be happy if there was nothing domestic She at some point she believes I always try to bring it around to fucking always, always every time <laughs> I, every time but that's what that, if the with people who enjoy the podcast that critical tension is quite important where I'm going no no, no back to the subject back, and Giles is there weeping saying why don't you want to spend more time with me <laughs> why do i have to go to the zoo why is it why we can only hug in bed if one of us has our back to the other one because if we're face to face it's all a bit breathy I feel, i'm and claustrophobic i don't like it she doesn't want her husband near her even in bed chris and i have instituted 20 second hugs try that 20 second hug that's your worst nightmare now it's a shortcut to intimacy that's Once a really a long time it's a fucking seconds. long time esther when she remembers in the morning i relax after 13 really seconds. so yeah. who's the one who wants a long hug me Right, he doesn't at all. She wants, doesn't want. She wants. Doesn't want a long hug. She wants an endless hug. She would like to be Aww. hugging all yes, day. Yes, me too. Yeah. And so oh, I've got, Emily and Giles. Luckily, I've got not me. Luckily, I've got cats and children, and I and I squeeze them, and they try and get away, but I, I they can't. No, Esther comes. Well, occasionally, give me a hug, 
and she, 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 the hug will have meaning in it for maybe two seconds, and then it goes limp, and then after about six seconds, she starts patting me, <laughs> which is means fuck off. That's pre-struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and well, patting, and you know, patting is what when a man hugs another man, we pat yeah. to show yeah. that it's not sexual. Uh, it's like uh, a code for this pat, is pat, absolutely. This is yeah, boof, we're boof. not touching. And Esther does it just to let, in case there's any. And since we've properly stopped having sex, I get more hugs because Esther's <laughs> fear beforehand was if we hug, it could lead to sex. But now she knows it won't. She's secure. In the knowledge I'll get more but it, yeah so what were your tips recap number one yes want to be married yes number two seek help work separately. on yourself yeah. yeah you don't have to seek help because that is expensive you can work on yourself in other ways but um, number one you have to want to stay married number two work on yourself I don't have any other tips uh, they're I good would, though I would say also when I'm properly complaining about it um, Esther's sort of core point would be you couldn't be with another person like you. No, so, I so, completely and, agree. And so you couldn't be with a needy person. And you, and it's it's sort of true. There's Esther's not needy. Uh, if I don't, but, And I go off filming and she doesn't be, you know. I, when I was going away filming my BBC shows and I tried, I really, when Esther said she missed me, she really meant like the taking out of the bins and, <laughs> and the school run and like the extra pair of hands because we do it together. And, and yeah, she'd miss me a bit, but it's... Um, She's quite right. If I had, I, I mean, I would love to be married to you. It would be fantastic, oh. um, Emily. But but um, you know, but it's true. If, if there's a woman, when are you going to be home? What time will that be? When you go? Oh, oh I miss you so much. When you go? Oh, so, oh, come on, give me a, give me a. I guess I would start to forget. Yeah. Christ. I yeah, can't like propels like. Just um, and I would just be exactly just, the just same. to go just to go full circle. I suddenly reason need to clarify. There was a slightly odd riff at the beginning. Um, about your nakedness. Do you want to clarify that? Yes. What you, about you the fact that Giles, Giles has seen me naked? Giles has seen Emily naked. Yeah. They, yeah. <clears throat> Giles has seen me naked because. We were in Soho. I don't know if you remember. Um, we were out drinking with everybody from the team. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked on a magazine together. And so we all ended up at Emma's in, in Fulham. And we decided at 11 o'clock when the pubs go out to do a block run, which in Fulham is basically take off all your clothes and run round block. And we did it. Is this and, something that and ben other people was there. did it was, as well? Yeah. Is this something that happened in Fulham? It happened in Fulham, I think. And it, probably it was Emily it. and Emma. Yeah. And, and then I don't remember who else was there. And there was me and Ben Fogel. And if, and if there's anyone who's like more uh, <laughs> perturbed by the sight of two naked women suddenly in the room, than me, it's Ben. Hi, Ben. Uh, posh girls streaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is why, no, yes, Emily, way, has, Emily hasn't had a drink in 13 years. Yeah. The way, the, one of the many reasons. <laughs> we had had a few, it's true. But no, that was, um, yes, Emily thinks in Fulham, whereas I'm from North London. And yeah. you, you really Things are different in Fulham. You can't run around the block naked in, Fulham, in North London because you might bump into your therapist. Who's also running around naked. <laughs> Coming around the other way. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, I'm going to say uh, Esther and Giles, Giles and Esther, thank you so thank much. You thank so you so much. Thank you. Stay tuned for a deep dive into some gold standard legal wisdom about co parenting. So we're delighted to have with us Kate Clark, who's one of the legal directors in the family department at uh, Mishkondorea. And we are here to talk to Kate about co-parenting. Well, really what we call funny-shaped families, which we're very, very enthusiastic about here at the Middelt. So we really wanted to um, talk to you about something that's happening um, a lot around us, which is um, people choosing to have a child with another person who is not romantically involved with them, so a co-parent situation. And what the legal parameters are around that and what advice you might give to somebody who was perhaps planning to do that. So let's say I want to have a baby with a friend. Um, what would you suggest that I put in place before I get pregnant? Well, I think first of all, it's really important to think about 
how this is how this is going to work. Are you going to go to a licensed fertility clinic to arrange this? Are you going to do something a bit more DIY at home, um, which will have ramifications for who the legal parent is going to be? It's also going to depend on whether your friend is the same sex or whether it's an opposite sex. Obviously, if it's opposite sex and you are both going to be the biological parents, then if you are doing something um, DIY, I can put it that way, (laughs) (laughs) at home, um, then um, you would be treated in the same way as any other couple. And you would both be the legal parents. Whether it's sex or a turkey baster, because whatever goes on behind closed doors... Correct, yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, And that would be... So you would then look at um, if... You are the mother, you are would have parental responsibility for the child. If you are the father, you would have responsibilities and, and that would include financial responsibilities. But if you're named on the birth certificate as the father, then you would have parental responsibility for the child as well. So parental responsibility means that you have um, a right to be involved in decisions in relation to the child. So for example, their education, what school they should go to, Um, what religion they should be brought up, medical decisions, whether the child should be circumcised, whether they should be baptised, those sorts of things. But if you're the father, you automatically have that? No. So if you're the father and you are not named on the birth certificate and you are not married to the mother, then you only get parental responsibility by a parental responsibility agreement or by a parental responsibility order of the court. So if you are a man entering into a co-parenting agreement with a woman you want to be on the birth certificate. Correct, yes. Yeah. yeah. But so, so there's that aspect of parental responsibility. But if you're having a baby with a friend and there's a biological link to both of you, so we have to be talking about opposite sex couples, obviously, um, then you may not be going down the DIY route or having intercourse, um, but you may be looking at assisted reproduction. So then you'd have to consider, are you going to go to a licensed fertility clinic? And the father's status in those circumstances is going to depend upon quite a number of factors. And it is quite important to get legal advice before you go down that route. Um, I mean, one, one particular point I would make is that if, for example, the mother is still married to her husband, who perhaps they've separated, if she has assisted reproduction with a friend then her husband will still be considered to be the father. That's so Victorian. So I would just flag that up That's as well. so interesting. So you may be in a situation where you're like, this marriage is broken down, I really want children, it's not going to happen with my husband because for whatever reason we are not compatible. Hello, sailor. <laughs> Let's get things moving. But you need to make sure that, yeah. wow. And I wouldn't make, and don't make any assumptions about, well, we're both going to be the biological parents, we're in a licensed fertility clinic, so therefore the father is the legal father, not necessarily. And once you've established the legality of your parenting existence, Mm -hmm. then would you suggest that people go and do, uh, go and organise a contract? So there is such a thing as a parenting agreement or a parenting plan. Um, You can have a parenting agreement or parenting plan whether you're entering into this sort of arrangement or whether you're a couple um, and you're separating quite commonly is it legally binding um no the court is not going to be bound by your parenting agreement or parenting plan but it is going to be a factor that the court is going to consider as reflective of your intentions now if you enter into a parenting agreement and you're having a child with your friend and you're doing that as assisted reproduction through a fertility clinic then i think having a parenting agreement is is a really sensible thing to do also 
also it's establishing your hopes and dreams yeah. before everybody goes mad from sleep deprivation, anxiety and, and, and bankruptcy. It, it's a good idea to set out what the practical arrangements will be. It can include the financial arrangements, but they're often the subject of a separate agreement. Um, I mean, having planning to have a baby with someone is, is generally, I think, such an optimistic thing to do that you could probably do it with, with a certain amount of joy. Mm. But also, if you fall down at this first hurdle then that's got to be a huge red flag. Yeah, I do agree. If you're not able to agree some factors such as where the child's going to live, what the involvement is going to be of the other parent, um, but also things like, do we have particularly strong views about schooling or private schools or nannies or nurseries or those sorts of things? I mean, you would, you would hope that, that anybody would have these sorts of conversations before they have a child. Has the law changed uh, uh, as society has changed with regards yeah, to, to different ways of having children? Um, there are perhaps ways in which the court has, in which the law rather, has been a bit slow. For example, when you have um, a, a surrogacy arrangement, the commissioning parents um, would need to apply for a parental order to uh, to have the legal status of parents, because otherwise the surrogate mother is the, the legal mother. And it was only as recently as January this year that a single parent could obtain a parenting uh, a parental order. Um, what from a sur- for a surrogate for, arrangement? For a surrogate. That that only happened in January wow. this year, and where the two parents aren't in a relationship, then they can't obtain a joint parental order. You need to be in a in a husband and wife marriage or a civil partnership to have a baby with a surrogate and obtain have, a potential order, or, a parental or, order. Or you need to be two persons who are living together as partners in an enduring family relationship. So, so cohabitation, cohabitation. So two friends who wanted to to go down that route wouldn't the be surrogacy to, route absolutely yeah, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't be able to do that so you need to be in a relationship or married or in a civil partnership um and what about if you're in a co-parenting agreement and there are things that you really object to that the other parent may be doing whether it's a new partner whether it's a new um living arrangement whether it's a, a move so again having a baby with a friend it, it's almost inevitable that that one probably both of you are going to have future relationships yeah. whereas entering into a marriage the intention is probably that you stay <laughs> together for the rest of your lives um so if you are going to be um having a baby with a friend then i think it's really important to think about well how are we going to deal with new partners and what are we going to do if one of us has another child as well? I guess the thing to do is is maybe do your contract, your parenting agreement, but actually approach it with a profoundly flexible attitude. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really, yeah. really wise. Knowing that things will change and that you need to rise to that occasion. Yeah. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Midult. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you've heard, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. What, and I cannot stress this enough, the fuck? Hi, my name is Kay Adams. And to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.